is this uh, Infold Darkness? This is E. <laughs> Dude, what, what's going on? What's going on, man? You're fucking live on the Zach Moonshine Show, man. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here. Hell yeah. So, dude, what the fuck is going on in the world of Enfold Darkness, man? Well, uh, right now, we are working on a new album. Hell yeah, dude. We're about, we're about six songs deep into it, just uh, working out the details, uh, planning some, uh, you know, planning on hitting the road again later this year. Got a pretty sick tour coming up, and uh, that's, that's about it, man. Just, uh, just getting back to work, you know? Fuck yeah, man. Well, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, dude, because I've always thought it was fucking cool that you guys are such a... You're fucking black metal and you're from Nashville. And what can you tell people about the the, uh, the local music scene in Nashville? What's it like there, man? Uh, well, for local music in general, uh, I mean, come to Nashville, you can find stuff from just about any genre that you want. Um as far as metal is concerned, um, if you're not, like, in it already, you don't really see it or hear about it as much, um, but, I mean, we've got, out of, like, all of, uh, you know, local bands that I play with all over the country, you know, I feel like some of the best are here in Nashville, and I'm not saying that just because I'm from here and they're my friends, but they, we do actually have, like, some really good talent here, just, uh, you know, lots of, lots of different kinds of metal bands, you know, just, just about everything. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, well, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm in fucking Jackson, Tennessee. So uh, yeah, I told oh, yeah. you, I, I know, dude. Fucking, there's a lot of fucking good metal coming out of fucking Tennessee right now, man, and it's cool. Like, cause I think a lot of people, well, maybe before they were thinking that it's just fucking country music and shit, but like, it's so much more than that, though, huh? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, there's all kinds, like the hip-hop scene is pretty big here, too, and, you know, like, uh, I guess, like, the electronic dance music and stuff like that's pretty big, but, I mean, yeah, most most of what, what you see and what people think about of Nashville is going to be, like, the country and the rock type stuff, which I wouldn't even consider most of the stuff that's coming out nowadays country music, but, you know, that's just me, I guess. <laughs> right. Right, it's more like pop music. Yeah, exactly. The fucking exactly. The machine, man. Yeah, I can't. I can't stand it. To tell you the truth, man. It's like the same formula over and over again. And then now we got like this bro country that's like sort of like pseudo hip hop for rednecks or whatever. And I, yeah, you know, I don't want anything to do with it. So fucking bizarre, man. Yeah. So so tell us, man. No how, how long have you guys been uh, doing this, and how 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 did the band get started? Uh, well, Infold has been a band since 2007. Uh, it was started before me, obviously, but um, uh, basically um, just uh, Matt and his brother got together in, in their bedroom and started started jamming and uh, made the band. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of lineup changes and stuff and to make it what it is today, but I feel like, uh, you know, throughout everything, we've probably got uh, the most solid lineup that we've had. Uh, just as far as like you know the people being invested into what they're doing, why not? Hell yeah! But yeah, it's been a it's been a long road for sure. Now the band name in full darkness. How did you guys come up with that? Or do you... um, 
I think that it is based off of the malevolent creation lyric. I can't remember the song off the top of my head, but they actually had said that in one of their songs. The the phrase is a that's badass. That ended up being being ended up being the name. Very fucking cool, dude. Uh, as far as uh, like your musical influences and stuff, what can you tell us about? Like, what got you into playing music? Um, well, me personally, I've been playing music since I was uh, really young. You know, I was in. Uh, my dad played guitar, and I ended up stealing one of his guitars from him and locking myself in my bedroom for a couple months with some, just some books that I got. You know, this is like before you could. You know, this is like during the era of dial-up internet, so you can't just like go on whenever you want and get tabs or watch YouTube videos for lessons. So I ended up just like buying a bunch of guitar books with uh, my allowance and locked myself in my room and uh, started learning stuff. You know, just like uh, you know, like a lot of blues, classic rock, you know, anything my dad would let me listen to and stuff. Um, and you know, I was in school band and stuff. I played brass and I did that all through middle and high school and whatnot. But uh, you know, guitar was just a lot more fun. Um, yeah, like to get loud and whatnot. Um, and I guess like as far as the influences go for Infold specifically, um, I guess like what really got me into metal, um, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. I have kind of discovered Dream Theater, uh, just searching around on the internet and I'd never heard anything like that before, you know, like with the you know, crazy guitar solos and just like the way the music was structured, you know, I thought it was like the greatest thing ever. And, um, I, so I was on the John Petrucci guitar forums a lot and just like, uh, you know, trying to, you know, just do my thing, do what everybody else was doing and listening to and people talked about Opeth a lot. And so I decided to check them out and, um, I was in a, uh, Borders Music in Clarksville, Tennessee and I, uh, found a copy of Still Life and having never listened to it before I just picked it up and uh, you know when the, the vocals first come in on that first track uh, the more man, it just like blew me away it's like the most evil sounding thing that I've ever heard and I'm like oh I've got to do this and uh, right after that I ended up buying a copy of uh, In Defiance of Existence by Old Man's Child and uh, that pretty much sealed the deal that, that album uh you know, had a tremendous amount of influence on me, and I mean, it still does today. I listen to it, you know, still fairly often. Um, and uh, then, of course, you know, you, you know, a couple of years later, uh, Necrophagist Epitaph comes out, and that just totally changed the game even further. Um, so I guess like those two bands being my biggest influence for I guess like the writing style of Enfold but uh, then again you know I listen to like a lot of like more traditional black metal and stuff too um, you know Storm of the Lights Bane by the Section is one of my favorite albums um, I you know jam that a lot with some buddies here and there um, I really like Apigore a lot uh, Fractal Possession especially uh, you know really just sort of like stretch my musical brain in a way to, to think about like constructing uh, atmospheres and riffs just in a, in a different way oh yeah dude that's cool as fuck that you mentioned uh, Opeth and fucking uh, Dream Theater too because honestly when I first listened to Enfold the, my, the first things that I was thinking about was like this sounds like like progressive it it I could hear like progressive things in it, and then also like technical yeah. death metal and stuff like that. And just 
a lot of different uh, things going on, but at the same time, yeah, it is like enveloped in the world of black metal too. So it's really, it's really cool, man. Like it definitely stands out. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's you know, as far as like classifying, I wouldn't really say that we're like a you know quote unquote black metal band per se, but we're definitely influenced uh, by that. Um, um, but you know, uh, just the trying to stay away, I guess, from like the traditional, you know, uh, technical death metal and just death metal sounds in general. You know, it kind of needs that. I don't know. I don't know. We've all just kind of really like that dark atmosphere that you know comes behind it, and the influence just kind of you know makes it a, a lot more fun to play as well as listen to. Uh, I feel like. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of dark shit, I got a question for you from the chat room. Uh, Megan Michaels wants to know, what are your favorite horror movies and monsters? Favorite horror movies and monsters? Let's see. Well, uh, to be completely honest with you, I'm not really a big horror movie fan. Um, but uh, I guess, um, you know, I like it. Uh, you know, the, the original, I haven't seen the new one yet. Um uh, I'm I'm more into uh, kind of like mysterious movies and stuff that is like uh, I don't know I guess like more more dealing with like the occult and like less horror if you know what I'm saying. Hell yeah! Um, but I more recently I've just been watching like a lot of like action movies and stuff again like Transporter. And, uh, there's this Netflix show called Quantico I've been checking out. It's like a FBI thriller and shit. Oh, cool. Huh? I've checked that out, man. Fucking Netflix has all kinds of fucking cool shit on it now, too, man. Yeah, it's con they're constantly coming out with new stuff. It's hard to keep up, keep up with some of it, and even harder to get into some of the stuff they're putting out just because there's like so much. You know, hard to just pick one thing and watch it all the way through. Yeah, no, like it's cool, but like I know before, you know, it was just like every now and then they would have something, but now it's like they have so much new stuff coming out. And it's all exclusive. And it's like yeah. I, I always feel yeah. like, damn, I want to watch all this shit, but I just don't have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Between trying to do this and working full time, I I don't have much time really to you know watch movies. But you know, whenever my girlfriend's over, I usually take a break just watching stuff with her and all that. I've been doing that a bit more lately. Right on. Another question yeah. from the chat room. Uh, Vicky Grandy wants to know, are you guys planning on hitting Canada? Yes, actually. Um, the tour that we're discussing for late in the year, I can't really reveal too many details about that, but that was one of the big points is that you know, it's a full North American tour, so we're going to hit, we're definitely going to hit at least a few Canada dates. And it's been probably about 10 years since we've been to Canada, so it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Another question from the chat. Uh, Vicky wants to know, what's sure. your favorite place to play? Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, well, personally, my favorite places that I've played so far would be um, New Brooklyn Tavern in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, uh, the Riot Room in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, pretty much, like, most of the shows we've done on the West Coast have been, like, just as awesome. But, um, you know, as far as, like, out here toward closer to home would be those two, uh, South Carolina and Kansas City. Always have great crowds, and they're always just going wild. So, I mean, even if the shows aren't necessarily as big, like, we know that, like, if we go there, people, like, want to hear us, and they just, like, are 
responsive and into what we're doing, you know? Oh, yeah. Another question for you from the chat. Necrotion wants to know, where do you guys record at? Well, as far as uh, streams go, uh, we record all that at home. Um, you know, we have a, a computer that we built uh, just for recording. Uh, and for Adversary Omnipotent, we did that. We recorded all the guitars at home as well as the vocals. We just uh, sort of cleared out the closet and put some uh, some soundproofing in there and just like let it rip for a few weeks. And uh, But uh, for Adversary, we recorded the drums uh, with Jamie King in uh, North Carolina. And uh, then, you know, once we had everything recorded, we sent, we basically sent the tracks off for uh, reamp and mix master. So um, it it's great that the technology is so cheap that you actually can record at home now, as opposed to how it was, you know, years ago, where you know if you didn't have uh, money to get like an in-home studio set up, and there wasn't really a whole lot you could do. But you know, there's constantly new technology emerging to where you don't even need amps now. But you know, man, that's cool, dude. And that's probably really encouraging, too, to a lot of people because, to be honest with you, this, this fucking stuff that you guys are putting out sounds really fucking good, man. Like it, it's, Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it sounds like it's done in a, stu- you know, in a studio. Or what we're, oh, used, yeah. you know, what we're used to knowing as, you know, shit re- being recorded in the studio. But, I mean, that that's crazy that you, that you can do that kind of stuff from home now. Yeah, absolutely. And, um... You know, you know, both of our albums, uh, we've recorded drums with Jamie King, and, uh, you know, he mixed and mastered the first one, and uh, Mike Lowe, uh, who used to be an Infold, and he is an Infury now, he, he did all the, uh, the mixing and the reamping and stuff on Adversary, and he, uh, you know, he's, I feel like he's really come up uh, a lot, and, uh, you know, he's super talented guy and he's definitely got a ear for that stuff so um and he he does everything from home too he, he's got like a little he's got a little studio room in his house uh and uh he's got good he's got good gear he's got a good ear so you know there's not really i don't really i can't really we can't really justify you know spending thousands of dollars to you know go track in a studio when we could take all the time that we want and record at home and record it like in you know, track it like how we want to, and if there's like a problem, we can, you know, we're not wasting money just like having to, you know, redo stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So so you guys don't have a producer, it's just uh, being sent off to be mixed? Yeah, well, um, like I said, Mike Lowe did, did the, the mixing and the reamping on the last album, and we're probably going to use him again. Um you know, it's just, it's convenient, you know, he's close, he's close to us, uh, as far as, like, you know, he's only, like, a town over, and, uh, you know, he used to be in a band, so he kind of, he knows, like, what we're going for already, so the, the communication, uh, barrier is basically, like, non-existent when it comes to that. Well, I have to ask you, I mean, because I personally think it's pretty important to have somebody else mix your music because that way you you get a different ear on it. But what's your take on that? I mean, obviously, I guess you guys. Well, um, I guess it would depend. Like, if we were to to go to somebody to mix, you know, we want to go to somebody that you know at least listens to metal, you know, and mm-hmm. if they haven't necessarily tracked it, um, I know. Personally, like uh, just in the past, from you know playing other bands and going to, to 
try to get studio time or get somebody to like help you record something if they're not like if they don't already know like kind of what it's supposed to sound like you spend like a lot of time like trying to explain stuff to them that just doesn't it doesn't happen like how you want it you know or it doesn't right. turn out like how you want it you know so I mean I guess it would depend um you know I'm I'm sure that there are uh, plenty of people uh, out there especially here in town that you know could you know take whatever tracks we give them and turn it into something nice um, but you know but it's definitely important that, that they have like the ear listening that they already know what you're going for yeah exactly Exactly. For sure, man. I got another Been question. I got another question for you from the chat. Paula Campbell from the Flesh Hammers wants to know how did you guys get so many Facebook likes? Because <laughs> uh, well, they're bad. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, well um, you know, Infold was pretty big on MySpace, King the MySpace days. So that, I guess, kind of like kicked it off a little bit and whenever everybody made that mass migration to Facebook I guess everybody just followed but also about that time our Christian Rapture was just coming out on Sumerian Records and uh, you know there was a lot of PR for that and uh, you know some big you know some big tours going on so uh, you know I'm, there's a lot of that that um, contributed to our following on social media and uh, as well as us just uh, you know uh reaching out, you know, paying for advertisements, trying to find more people that would be interested in what we're doing, you know. A little bit of both of those. There was some kind of tool back in the day, I think, I'm not sure, that, that like, let you invite all your people from MySpace over to Facebook. I, or maybe it was Reverb Nation, I can't remember, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that. Now, that was uh, a but, long time uh, ago. Most of, our, most of our likes are, you know, organic. For sure, like there wasn't like a any kind of tools or anything being used like that. Very cool, dude. Well, fuck yeah, man. What, what kind of advice can you give to other bands out there that are that are uh, trying to get out there and, and and get their name out there and shit? Uh, well, nowadays, um, well, I'll just say this: show attendance is down across the board like wherever you play about 60% uh, compared to like what it was like 10, 15 years ago uh, you know we're living in the age of the internet and people want stuff from you and this is like something that you know we've kind of like learned the hard way too but uh, you know content like besides I mean obviously like have your band and have your music come first but if you are trying to gain a following that's like just beyond playing local shows in your town uh, you know, you need to have a strong social media presence. So, like, uh, you know, any kind of videos, uh, you know, pictures, but just, you know, uh, constant, I guess, interaction with uh, your fan base. Very important. Yeah. It's definitely the way things go nowadays, man. You just, you gotta fucking, uh, I don't know, you, you just gotta go with the fucking flow of social media. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, to be honest, if it weren't for the band, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have a Facebook. Uh, but, you know, then again, I guess it is kind of nice being able to keep up with all kinds of people. 
Yeah, def- definitely, definitely. You know, uh, play through his music videos, any- anything like that. Just anything to keep people engaged and talking. You know. I totally hear you, dude. So I-, I say so many times, man. If I wasn't fucking promoting Metal Devastation Radio, I probably wouldn't be on Facebook because sometimes it pisses me right. off so fucking bad, man. But yeah. yeah, it is a necessary evil. I mean, you know, it has its goods and its bads, you know. But like, I guess if you if you learn how to how to use it and keep it from fucking getting you down too much, you know, and just use it for for what it's worth. It can be yeah. it can be useful. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, then again, I'm I'm also guilty of just being bored and sitting there like scrolling through everything, you know, just wasting time. But I guess that's everybody. I don't know. That's <laughs> kind that's just the way of the world nowadays, man. There's no yeah. way, there's no way to escape it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another question sure. from the chat. Vicky Grandy wants to know, where do you guys see yourselves in three years from now? Um, well, hopefully, uh, we'll be still, uh, you know, doing what we're doing, uh, you know, making new music. I know I, I at least got a couple more albums left in me uh, for this band, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody else feels the same way. Um, you know, honestly, I... <sighs> You know, I figured that, you know, we'd be a lot farther along than we are now, uh, but, um, you know, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong with the band has, and then some, but, you know, we're still here, and uh, I think we're just kind of, like, approaching it a little differently now, so, um, but as far as the plan goes, just, you know, they continue to make uh, music that we like and that we want to hear, and, uh, you know, continue to, uh, you know, play it live. Uh, for people and even though like there has been like a lot of frustrations and a lot of like let down and stuff with the band like you know I don't think that we could really picture ourselves doing you know anything different um, you know this is just what we do it's who we are you know yeah man uh, another question from the chat Vicky wants to know do you and your girlfriend take bubble baths <laughs> uh, not yet, but that's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> These guys are obsessed uh, with fucking bubble baths. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'll take a bubble bath. I haven't since I was, like, young, but, I mean, why not? It sounds like fun. <laughs> right on, man. Uh, Megan wants to know, what are your favorite hobbies? Uh, my favorite hobbies, let's see. Well, um... I write in my journal a lot. Um, I know I guess that's not really a hobby, but um, a lot of like the story and like lore for the world we created in Adversary Omnipotent, I've been kind of like developing on that some. So I mean, that's still like related to the band. I don't know if like, you know, she was asking about like hobbies that are outside of that. Um, so yeah, I'm still developing that story uh, with my bandmates and whatnot. And uh, other than that, you know, I like uh, I like to hike. Uh, I like to lift heavy weights in the gym. Um, I like to play video games. You know, I, I do. You know, if I'm not working on music, or um, if I'm not working on music, or I'm not at work, then I'm either you know watching movies with the girl or uh, you know playing some video games. <laughs> Right uh, and when the weather's good, you know, I'm out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. 
All right. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you guys about the artwork that you have on your album covers, man. Fucking every every single thing that I've seen so far is just fucking bad fucking ass, man. Who is doing that shit? <laughs> uh, well, the first album uh, cover was made by Carl Olson, and uh, he's done like a million bands. Uh, you know, he did the cover for Faceless Planetary Duality. And, uh, you know, I, I think he did. Uh, some aborted stuff. I mean, he's he's just done he's done everybody, and um, so he kind of helped develop like that initial artwork and, and sort of like uh, character uh, there. Uh, the for adversary omnipotent uh, uh, Petra Senna uh, did the artwork for that, and um, he has been getting a lot of work uh, recently. I mean, obviously, like he's still making artwork for for bands. Uh, I know he did Wormhole's album, I'm pretty sure, and, but he's also, like, doing a lot of stuff for, like, uh, uh, there's, like, you know, different card games and stuff. He's got the chance to illustrate, like, a lot of their characters and whatnot. So. Oh. But, yeah, Paul Olson for our Cursor Asher and Pedro Senna for Adversary Omnipotent. Hell, yeah, that's fucking badass, dude. All right. Uh, another question I wanted to ask you, man, and I don't mean to be a downer or anything, but I did kind of want to ask about it, about the, uh, I believe it was the bass player that committed suicide? Yeah, Todd. I remember when that happened, it came out in the news, like, literally, like, fucking within, I don't know, just like weeks or something of, because uh, it was like Chris Cornell... And then fucking uh, Chester Bennington from Link- Lincoln Park. Yeah. And then, and then you guys were in the news too. And I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, what are your thoughts and feelings on that? Uh, was there any connection between uh, all that? Or was it just... Well... I feel like there was. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to talk about, to, to be honest. Um, but, you know, uh, Todd was a very troubled person. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of situations in the band that, you know, probably added to that a bit. Um, but, you know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of his troubles sort of stem just uh, from his upbringing and family life and whatnot. Um, just from, you know, what I've talked to him and, uh, you know, I knew that he had those ideations and whatnot. I just, uh, you know, never expected him to act on it. Uh, you know, he was just such a, what am I trying to say? He was, he was like very, like, a self-righteous person, not like in a bad way, but, you know, he was very like, uh, he was like very into like whatever you know. He's into whatever he's doing like a lot. So, um, and uh, you know, there was a there was a bit of a falling out um, between all of us on the last run that we did together. And uh, you know, it wasn't long after you know we decided to go our separate ways that you know it happened. And uh, I don't know, man. Um, it. Uh, it's affected me a lot personally, uh, mainly just because, you know, even though Todd and I did have a falling out, you know, I still consider him a friend 
and you know I wanted him to be to do good and uh, you know to be happy and um, I just sometimes I can't help but feel a little guilty even though I know that there's like nothing that I could have done to stop it you know I just wish that like some of the things that happened didn't so that we you know could have at least like had a friendly connection you know before he left um, you know I could I could say a lot more but you know like I, like I said it's really hard to talk about you know I'm, I'm the one that found him and uh, you know that's that stuff just kind of sticks with you um, and you know being that those were the events that, that transpired and uh, with you know some of the other things that happened you know we just kind of kind of took a, took a little break you know this whole uh, basically the entirety of 2018 we didn't really do too much um, you know, just trying to take care of ourselves and, you know, figure out, like, what exactly we want to do and whatnot when it comes to that, but I definitely miss that guy, you know, he, uh, he worked really hard, you know, to, he worked really hard on the album and, uh, you know, he worked really hard in the band and I, I don't know, I still miss him a lot, you know. Man. Yeah, I hated, I hated to see that happen and I, I, I remember... I remember when I saw that, my first thoughts were, of course, I mean, I was just thinking, you know, like, what the fuck, man? Like, these guys were fucking, it felt like you guys were blowing up. And I was, you know, but nobody knows what's going on in somebody's head, you know, obviously. But I was yeah. thinking to myself, damn, man, you know, like, I wish, I remember when you guys, you guys sent me a CD back when I first started doing fucking uh, radio, like, way, way back, man. Oh yeah, uh, and I wasn't doing interviews back then because I was a little bit too nervous to fucking talk to people and shit live on the radio. <laughs> Believe right, it or not. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was I was the one that mailed that CD out actually. Damn. Yeah. It, and when I got that, I was thinking to myself because I was talking to my wife and shit. I'm like, yeah, I really need to get into doing interviews with these bands. You know, I need to talk to these motherfuckers. And but when yeah. that, when that happened, I looked back on that and I just thought, damn, I wish I would have done that back then. But yeah, I'm I'm glad to have yeah. you guys on now. You know, finally after all this time. Oh yeah, man, glad to be here for sure, for sure, man. Fuck, man, you just you never know. You know, you don't know what's what's going on or what's gonna happen every day. Yeah, and you know, there's you know, you should always take care of your friends and your family you know always be good to them uh you know always try to you know lift each other up and uh you know just uh, I guess I feel like me personally like whenever I had to take over like a uh, big response you know big amount of the responsibility for the band you know it was like stretching me out and I kind of like sort of became an angry person because of that and uh you know not to say that like you know I'd I'm like necessarily like treated anybody badly but you know sometimes like my reactions were probably like you know not what they should have been so like you know ever since that happened uh I'm just kind of like I don't know I feel like I'm a lot more chill now you know uh stuff just like doesn't affect me like it used to you know I just kind of let you know some of the bullshit roll off my back and whatnot but you know then again at the same time you know you, you know, if somebody's having trouble, you know, there's only so much that you can do for them, and then they have to help themselves. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. You can't, you can't like devote like all of your emotional energy into trying to help somebody else when they're not, you know, doing the things themselves. And I think that's just kind of like what it came down to. Um, you know, with Ty, like I said, you know, he's, he was a troubled man, you know. In, so. your, in your next album, will there be any, uh, do you guys have any songs or anything that might be like a tribute to him or anything? Or uh, Well, there will be a song like that, and it's not, well, I mean, obviously it'll be a tribute to Todd, but it'll be uh, more or less a tribute to anybody that has ever lost somebody that they care about. Right on. All right, man. Another question I wanted to ask you uh, about the upcoming festival, Topeka Fest, which is yes. actually that's coming up uh, in when February. I think it's in October. Oh, October! Oh, yeah, shit. it's gonna be in. It's gonna be in the fall. Yeah, <laughs> that's a long time. Way off. <laughs> <laughs> We're already fucking boosting people up for that shit, man. Right, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be sick, man. And you know, you wouldn't think that somewhere like the Pico would have like such like a great scene, but like literally, like those those dudes go buck wild. It's awesome. What can you tell us about that festival? Um, I don't really uh, know a whole lot about like what's what the goings on are, other than that we're playing, uh, Warforge is playing, uh, and then our, our uh, good friends in Silicosuary and uh may are playing i don't know how you pronounce their name uh a-t-h-m-e those guys are fucking sick also uh i know all those guys are playing so um and uh, i mentioned warforge uh, adrian used to be in infold uh around 2011 2012 and he's doing his band now so uh glad to see that him and the boys are still out there making music and we finally get to play together so yeah it's gonna be sick and you guys are headlining that shit man Hell yeah! That's fucking badass, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We also we have something else coming up uh, this June. Auditory Carnage uh, Metal Festival. It's gonna be like the first year for that, and that's in London, Kentucky. It's, it's a two day thing, and we've got a pretty high up spot in that show. I'm not totally sure if we're headlining or not, but uh, that one's gonna be awesome as well. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, on the Topeka uh, Fest, fucking, I'm good friends with Richie from Gravehuffer, and he was posting that on his Facebook, the flyer for it. Yeah. I saw it, and I saw your logo on the top. I was like, in full darkness. Hell yeah, dude. What the fuck? I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, fucking cool yeah, as shit, a, man. Yeah, yeah like I said, man, Topeka, Topeka is sick, and you wouldn't think it and, until like you actually get there, you know? Make that one of your stops. Any bands that are listening, yeah, definitely stop by. You know, make that one of your shows if you can. Fuck yeah, man. All right, dude. Well, is there anything else you want to let the people know? Um. Well, I guess to all of the musicians out there that are in bands or uh, aspiring musicians that want to be in bands, um, don't stop. Don't stop doing what you're doing, you know. Uh, and it, it's a it's a big learning it's a big learning process throughout the whole thing. And uh, you know, just try to make sure that you have band members that you get along with and that are as driven about the project as you are. Um, you know, get out there as much as possible. 
to, you know, especially when you're starting, just, you know, you have to constantly be out in front of people playing shows, grow your social media. And, uh, I mean, most importantly, just, you know, make sure that you love what you're doing and that you're happy. That's about it. Fuck yeah, man. All right, well, before I let you go, I got to get you to make a station tag, all right? All right. All right, whenever you're ready, say something like this is in full darkness and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is in full darkness and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. How's oh, that? Fuck yeah, dude. Perfect. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nailed it, brother. All right, man. Right on, man. Well, thanks Appreciate for- you having me. Yeah, dude, thanks a lot for taking the time, man. I'm going to fucking blast some more Enfold for these motherfuckers so they can go nuts, all right? Appreciate that, man. Y'all have a good one. All right, dude, you too. Cheers. There you have it, folks. Enfold Darkness live on the Zach Moonshine fucking show, motherfucker. God damn it. That was bad as fucking fuck, dude. (coughs) Yeah. Like I said, crank this motherfucking shit up loud as a fuck. Put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's fucking house. And blast this fucking shit loud as fuck.